This is Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs, episode number one. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. My name is Hartley Wright, a certified spiritual director. My co-host is Kevin Bartolacci, Director of Research and Education at Sunvolt Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, we hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as we entertain one another and hopefully you too. On today's podcast, we'll discuss the reality of our current economic, dare to say it, recession. We'll discuss where to find security when your cash flow seems insecure. We'll also talk about the Thanksgiving holiday and how happy we are to finally launch this podcast. I want to welcome you all to it once again and say thank you for spending some time with us. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Tell us about your passions. Are you passionate about finances? I'll answer it this way. I'm, I'm passionate about how people deal with their finances, making sense of all the numbers. How does it affect us behaviorally and how we need to be aware of our behaviors? Yeah, that's great. I'm passionate about faith. I guess that's all I need to say. No. That covers it. <laughs> no, I am not only passionate about faith, I am a person of faith. I've had a lot of F-bombs literally hit my life, and uh, so faith is what has kept me strong, and it's what's been able to see me through. Why don't Since this is our very first podcast, why don't we uh, talk about, why don't we give an overview of uh, what, what you would hope to accomplish in the uh, finance, financial part? Sure. So I've been in the industry for 30 years and I've been to a number of different conferences and lectures and invariably the person on the stage is talking to a room full of like-minded professionals and it's just boring as hell. You can only hear so much about standard deviations and betas and Sortino ratios before you just gloss over and I'm, I, and I'm in the business and it bores me. So as I've developed my own educational presentations to our clients, uh, I try to make them entertaining I use a lot of humor, uh, and I try to just give them action steps. I mean, does anybody really care what the S&P 500 has averaged since 1925? And my answer would be no. You only care about what your account's doing. So uh, I'm a little bit of a weird guy, too, because I'm, I'm really good at math and research and analytics, but I would prefer not to do them uh, to prove to you that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. And I would say the same about the faith aspect of our, uh, of our faith portions of our podcast. I know listeners out there come from a wide variety of faith backgrounds or maybe no faith background at all. So I hope that I keep uh, the, the uh, faith things that we talk about encouraging and helping listeners be able to create a space for God to be part of their lives. It really, in some ways, discover how to resolve the disconnect between a person's outer life in their inner life, where the presence of God is deep within, and how to distinguish God's voice among all the other noise that you have in your life. How does life meet with faith? And what I contribute, I hope to help people see beyond some damage that's been caused by Christians, well-meaning Christians that have no idea that they're creating some damage, some hurts that have been caused by church for people who have spent some time in the church and are, and are no longer, to kind of keep it away from religion in itself, but just how you and God can connect, and that's what I hope to make it about and hope to have a fun time doing it. I think it was a real estate agent once when I saw their card 
and I kind of pulled a little Homer Simpson there. I asked what the first letters were, and then they told they told me what they stood for, and then the next credential and the next credential, and then I waited a few seconds, and then I went back and said, what do the first letters mean again? <laughs> nice. <laughs> a wise man once told me an expert, someone that's uh, in a courtroom two hours from his house testifying. So <laughs> over the years, I've kind of fought that idea of expert, am I one, am I not one? I haven't really wanted to get involved in that debate. But credentialed uh, professional and the credentials I hold are accredited, accredited investment fiduciary, uh, a certified chartered financial consultant, a chartered mutual fund counselor, and a chartered life underwriter. I actually have about as many letters after my name as I do in my last name. You are um, much more credentialed than I although I am more than a certified director. I well, here's know. what I tell people. Uh, for, for you all that don't know, Hartley and I bowl together. I'm actually um, forcing him into something he hasn't done for a long time because I love to see when people are uncomfortable in their surroundings. So he has started bowling with us. Great shot, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so when I tell people that I'm either doing a podcast with Hartley or we're bowling together or whatever, I say, this guy is like a renaissance guy. And they're like, what do you mean? I went, he is a published playwright. And prior to his accident, which I'm sure we'll cover at some point during all these podcasts, he's driving a concrete truck. <laughs> and he's a pastor. I mean, it's just one thing after another. So he's, he's kind of a unique uh, blend of a lot of different people. And he and I started working together on some men's ministry issues probably 15 years ago or more. And we would start having breakfast at Hy-Vee and then 11 o'clock would roll around and we'd go ahead and get lunch because we were still talking about stuff. So I've enjoyed his company for a long time. When he brought up doing this podcast, I said, I'm in. Yeah. So well, that that's Hartley in a nutshell. <laughs> breaks a lot of molds. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of that. And thank you for saying yes. I certainly enjoy your company. And it's an honor to do this podcast with you, and I'm glad that you uh, came along for the ride. And I hope, uh, I hope that our three listeners out there, because I'm sure we have three, and probably only three, I hope three others out there will feel the same way and hang, hang into uh, listening with us. Right. Let's talk uh, finances. Let's talk about our um, economic situation. Yeah, you got your your finger on that buzzer. Uh, which, which which buzzer? Which the F bomb? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, some it. people might say that the economy is fucked. <laughs> I'm not sure how good this buzzer. What we're going to find out. We'll see. We'll get feedback. Uh, yeah, the economy is uh, bizarre. Quite frankly, uh, certain sectors of the economy are having record profits. I don't know if you've seen anything about energy companies, Exxon Mobil, Chevron, uh, Aramco, Saudi Arabia's government owned. Uh, oil producer in the last six months has had about $490 billion, with a B, of profit. Profit in the last six months. Uh, so certain segments are doing really well, and I keep seeing corporate profits announced. Uh, some aren't, but it's weird. We have really high infl inflation, which I'm sure you're experiencing at the personal level, whether it's your... <laughs> Whether it's your gas tank or your grocery bill, uh, inflation is high as it's been in 41 years, and yet we have an incredibly low unemployment rate. We have nearly two job openings for every single person who is unemployed, and yet employers are having trouble staffing. Um, if you've noticed on a personal level, maybe you've thought about going to a restaurant and you find out that they close at 
2 p.m. because they don't have staff for the night shift or they're closed on Sunday and Monday because they can't staff the place. We've got some definite ripple effects going through our economy. Uh, A lot of times behaviorally, we just make a choice. We don't buy beef anymore. We buy whatever's cheap, turkey or chicken or whatever. But uh, that's kind of where we're at. Are we in a recession? That's a question I get quite a bit. The answer is I don't know. And I would also (laughs) suggest to you, you the government economist, You've already seen some definition changes this year about what is a recession and what isn't. I can tell you this, that these are usually determined after the fact, so it doesn't do us any good to say to you, oh, by the way, we're going to be in a recession in two months. Prepare yourself. It just doesn't work that way. These are all looking backward in the rearview mirror, and then they'll state, the recession started on March 13th, 2022, and ended on, pick a date, doesn't really matter, December 12th, 14th. January of 23, they tell you after it's already over. Uh, And there's also a disconnect between economic conditions and how the stock market's doing. This is another thing I usually have to explain to clients. They'll say, how how can the market have gone up so much when the Fed raised rates? (laughs) This is one of these good news, bad news paradox types things. And the market frequently responds negatively to good news or positively to bad news. Like, oh, unemployment claims were up we would normally think that's got to be bad, right? But the market's looking at this saying, no, that's good because that'll encourage the Fed to stop raising rates so much. So there's all kinds of weird little things that go on, but what I would caution you is um, most of it isn't going to matter to you in the long run. You are going to have some short-term behavioral modifications you'll make. (laughs) Was that cheering or booing? I couldn't tell. (laughs) So, I mean, that's how you're going to get through it. And there are some truisms in my business. And one of those truisms is that a recovery follows a recession, or if you want to think of it this way, a bull market follows a bear market. We just don't know how long they last, how deep they are, how high they go. If it's on the bull side, it's just tough. But the challenge for you as an investor, if we want to focus on that is to stay disciplined, talk to an expert that knows what they're doing. I've often told people that my job is literally talking people off the, off the uh, ledge when things go bad. Uh, Warren Buffett has a great slogan I like to use. Be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. And what we're seeing now is a lot of fear. We've had this for roughly a year. Does that mean that you should be in the market or shouldn't be in the market? Well, it just depends on what your personal situation is. And that's what we do in our job. We we really, really try to tailor it to the individual. That's yeah. the situation, the economy. Is it good or is it bad? Are we in a recession or are we not? My short answer is, I don't know, and it probably isn't going to matter one or the other, because if we're already in it, we've been in it for nine months. This isn't something new. So, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah just keep, keep doing what you're supposed to do. Control the things you can control, which is how you behave. You mentioned people being out on the ledge. There are a few people in some of my circles who are saying and getting very fearful and insecure about the economy and mm-hmm. feeling um, uh, they're not quite on the ledge. I guess for today's podcast, looking at how do we respond in a time like that and how can, how can faith play in that, three or four things that I would say. With, with people, when they're, when they're feeling this anxiety, they've got anxiety, they've got fear, and I would just say take your, anxiety, your fear and your anxiety to God because he can handle it. Now here we're talking about a mystery thing, like, well, how does that work? Mm-hmm. But I would say take your fear and anxiety to God. I would say trust God with your money. He owns it anyway. And people would argue and say, well, you don't know it's my money. And say, well, it came from somewhere. I think more, I think equally important is I would just say, recognize your dependence on God. 
Because it's out of your control. I think the worst fear, people just don't want another crash. Right. You just don't want to crash. How bad is it going to get? And I'll be honest, I think for everyone, when they get insecure about their finances, they've got this sense of like, oh, God, you know, help. You know, there's, you right. got to help me. Right. Some people are just like, I, I, and literally that's a cry. Some people might say, God, help me, man. I'm losing all my money. And in that case, I would say God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. I can tell you that God does care deeply about our suffering. He cares about the things that we deal with, and he invites us to cast the things we worry about on him. You know, this situation is less than desirable, but uh, one thing remains the same. God doesn't uh, hasn't abandoned you. If you've got family and children, you're healthy, you're fed, there's much that we have to be grateful for. And put your trust in God, and if you are trusting him and let him take hold of the situation and let him lead you through it and trust him with everything you have, you will find, I believe, that he is good. Now let's transition to the F-bomb portion of our podcast as we start to wrap up and uh, talk about uh, Thanksgiving, family. What are three things you're grateful for? Kevin, let me ask that. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, uh my relationships. I'm a highly relational individual. Um, obviously, my family, my health. Those are probably three right off the top of my head that I'm very thankful yeah. for. The three things I'm most grateful for at this moment are listener one, listener <laughs> two, and listener three. And there is a classic Thanksgiving film from 1987. is a John Hughes planes, trains, and automobiles. Because of copyright issues, we can't really show this. But 19 F-bombs in the span of one minute um, in the middle of a family film. It's like a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> Except Quentin Tarantino films are not traditionally what I would call no. family-friendly movies. <laughs> no, good point. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I, and I don't mind saying this on tape. I cry almost every time at the end when he's on the bus and he realizes he's going through his head, rewinding Dell's predicament. Yes. Gets to me every time. Yeah. We don't want to say what that predicament is because we don't want to spoil it for people who are out there who haven't True. seen it. Good point. Even though it's been out <laughs> for, 35 for 35 years. You look forward to Thanksgiving or are you concerned about Thanksgiving? Someone, I talked to someone, yet. actually, you know the person I was talking to is a mutual friend of ours, and she was saying that she was talking to her family this last week about Thanksgiving this week, mm. telling them topics to avoid when they uh, all got together yes. with the family. So I think there's some F-bombs in the family when it comes to the holidays. Right. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's probably been going on for decades. We we are in a strange time and place in history right now um, between election deniers and COVID treatments and the economy and lots of hot topics. Uh, but for us and our family, we probably won't have a lot of... Um, Lively discussions. My mother is suffering from Parkinson's, and that kind of trumps everything else, you know. So we're just grateful to have another year with her. We'll stay for a few hours because her energy level is uh, not what it used to be. Traditionally, in the past, when everyone was around and she was healthy, we'd always have homemade ravioli. Yeah. So I always look forward to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those were the two years, that, uh, two two days of the year that I knew we were going to homemade ravioli from my great grandmother's recipe. Uh, so, uh, we'll do that at our house. Um, you know, we'll just make it for ourselves and we'll eat it. Sounds cool. Yeah. It's, it's quite the treat. Yeah. Have you had my ravioli? 
I do not believe I've had your ravioli. We'll have to rectify that. So what techniques, Hartley, would you recommend someone use during a family gathering, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's or whatever, when there's some stated tension and someone in the family is already saying, avoid these topics. And I'm, I'm assuming they're the typical ones, religion, politics, abortion, politics, et cetera. You're naming those are some F-bombs right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way to handle it is you just go to the movies. <laughs> You have to be accepting of who they are, where they're at, what what stance they have, even though it may be different than you. It may be dif- of offensive to you. I think the advice would be just to let love rule. Ah. That's what I would say. I love this person. They're part of my family. Or if you don't love the person, you say, this is a part of, this is a person who's in my family. And because I love other people in my family who are related to, and they love them, the most loving thing I can do is remain reticent on this subject or just listen. Sometimes just listening and um, not commenting. If you're asked for a comment, then you just kind of keep it, I'd say, vague in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, well, it's an interesting, you know, if it's if it's something political, it's interesting. To do. I mean, it just depends on how much it pushes your buttons. Right. The other thing I would say, if you don't let love rule, and, and by that I just mean you just love them despite the things they are saying and say for the sake of others, in this family for the sake of who I love, I'm not going to rattle this. But if you're unable to do that because you're kind of uh, hit yourself, then I think in that, in that case, you just, just are very slow to speak and think about how to say it and what to say and say, say, I can respect that we don't see eye to eye on that. And I don't want it to be something that uh, we talk about right now. Right. You know, for the benefit of others, for the sake of others. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, it is. If you are fearful of having divisive talks with your family over holidays, may I recommend a book that I found helpful called Prius or Pickup? How the Answers to Four Simple Questions Explain America's Great Divide. It was written by a political scientist named Mark Hetherington and Jonathan Weiler. I thought it was very insightful to try to help me understand people in my orbit that think different than I do. Uh, sometimes dramatically, but it really helps soften my heart to those opposing viewpoints. That's good. So next episode, what do you want to talk about? God is good. Oh, that's a good one. Comments after a favorable outcome. Oh, that's a good. That's or when, good. when is God good? When is he not good? Is he always good? Is he always blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's interesting. And you're, you're a perfect example of this. After your accident, and when you started to come out of it and we realized you weren't going to die, a lot of people would say, oh, God is good. Yeah. And I would push back and say, well, maybe I should save that. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I won't tell you what I'd say. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe we'll, so. we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in yeah. next time so to we'll, hear what I said. Yeah. Because you and I, as men of faith, both know God is good. Right. But why do people say it? Why do people and say it? Why do they say it when they say it? We would love to invite you to uh, follow us on Twitter, but we're going to steer clear of that for now because <laughs> the platform may be experiencing an upheaval of sorts. Yes. Uh, we do encourage you to connect with us on Facebook or each of our websites, uh, KevinBartolacci.com, HartleyWright.com. Hey, if you think you'll join us again, uh, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform, like the one that you are listening to right now. And uh, if you're not going to join us again or you've just refused to listen again, 
please ask someone else to do so so we don't fall below our three listener uh, expectations. Three listener minimum. Three, yeah, three listener minimum. Uh, thanks for spending time with us today. This podcast is for the purpose of education, information, and entertainment purposes only and is not a replacement for the professional services of a financial advisor, financial partner, spiritual clergy, spiritual counselor, or spiritual director.